0: Doc. Today, I want to talk about relationship gumbo, the ingredients that it takes in that recipe to make a relationship work. And the reason I want to get into that is because today happens to be my 24th wedding anniversary. Congratulations to me and my wife. Get that out of the way. I'm not going to belabor any point. I'm not here to talk down to you act like I know more than you do just because I've been in a long-term relationship. Your relationship could be short-term but highly successful. So I am not here to tap myself on the back like I know some kind of magic that you do not know. But I just want, I felt like there's enough Corona talk. Even though I just want to mention the numbers real quick and move on with my life. 5.2 million people are affected worldwide. 341,000 deaths worldwide, uh, 1.6 million cases in America, and 97,000 deaths in America as we speak. So, I want to go, like I said, keep this light beat and just talk about some things as far as relationships go. And I just wrote down a series of words, and I'm going to do a call and response and answer. My view on each aspect of what I think is an ingredient, just like you bake a cake, you need certain things in your recipe to make it work. It's like anything else. Relationship is that. It's a cake that just deals with life and how happy you will be and how sad and disappointed and angry and things of that nature that you might be. Now, one of the things that you deal with with marriage is a fair fear of failure, a fear of failure. If you go into anything with the idea that you will fail and you are fearful of failing, you will more than likely fail. Failure is a part of success. Sometimes you have to try things over and over and over again before you get them right. And that's just reality. I don't think that's any, uh, thing major to say. Now, another thing that you deal with when you deal with relationships is sex. It's a physical relationship more than likely if you're both fortunate enough and one of you do not have some kind of illness that does not allow performance. So, but sex is more than just a physical thing. I think that you should not be in a relationship. Anybody should be in a relationship with somebody that they are not attracted to physically. We're not just talking emotional, we're talking physical. And what I mean by that is, if you like women with really big breasts, you do not date a woman who's flat chested. You're going to eventually look for what you like. If a woman likes a man with a large penis, she should not date a dude with a small Johnson. It won't work. It will not work because you'll always feel like you're settling for something. And I think that should have been the first thing that I said when it comes to relationships. Never settle. You do not have to settle. You have to know what your worth is. How important you are to yourself. And hopefully that's something that's been instilled in you. Since you were a little child. That you are priceless. There are only one of you. Even if you're a twin. You are that other twin. You know what I mean? So never settle. And this way it keeps you from cheating. If you, if this woman meets the requirements of what you desire, then your desires will be her. And that goes vice versa. Her for the male. Money. A big key issue in relationships. You have to not only be careful with money, you have to figure out what kind of person that you are dating or getting ready to marry. What is the importance of money? How do they handle money? Is money used to make money or is just money being spent willy-nilly is just flying out the window, and you don't have any recourse of how to control their spending. They're always in debt because I don't know about you, but this works for me. I'm a very prideful person. Me and my wife, in all the years that we've been together, we have never borrowed a dime from anybody. It's not going to happen. If she does not have it, I have it. If I do not have it, she has it. And then there's also the stuff that we jointly have together. We are building something. We're not trying to tear something apart. We are trying to build something so that we can survive for the rest of our lives and be able to sustain ourselves. No loans, no needing of anything from anybody. And that's just how we function. Other people, they don't mind being indebted. I am a prideful person. I could not date or be with anybody who didn't have a degree of pride. And that kind of pride is something that like, you know, I can take care of myself. And I need that inner person and I need that kind of person in my life. Then you have the good old fashioned in-laws. Well, let's bunch them all together. We're going to say in-laws, brothers, sisters, uh, friends. And in-laws cannot have so much value in your relationship. You marry a wife, she leaves her mother and father. A woman marries a man, he leaves his mother and father. Now they cleave on to each other. The the focus of the parents cannot be so strong. There could be no pressure at all. And I mean zero pressure from in-laws on matters of you having children, matters of... Them always being involved in your life. Now, I know that some women speak to mommy all the time, and that's their thing. But her words mean absolutely nothing in your house. And that's just the way it goes for me. And dad's words mean absolutely nothing in your house because they have their own home. You're not involved with their marriage. They should not be so much involved with your marriage. Then you have religion. Religion. It's got to be very hard for somebody who is ultra-religious to be involved with somebody who is not religious at all. So I don't even know how that one would work. Say this woman or this man is trying to pressure you to go to church or temple all the time, and you'd rather sit on your ass on a Sunday and watch some basketball or some football, or you're just like agnostic or atheist. You don't have any desire at all to believe in any religion or follow any kind of a template for your life that was structured by a religious organization. I think that these are things that you have to find out in the beginning of the relationship so that this is not a problem going forward. And if the person respects you enough that at some point in time they do become a convert of some sort, that they would allow you to still live your life and not Try to have them live their lives through you, okay? Now, you have to deal with the fact that sometimes people are bisexual. Everybody cannot date or should not date somebody who was, I'm quote-unquote, saying was bisexual or is bisexual. Because in my viewpoint, I always believe that the bisexual person is more apt to go for the person of their own skin tone. And meaning if you're a male and you're bisexual, I think that more than likely you really like males more. And the same for females. I think a female bisexual appreciates a woman more than she appreciates a man. And it's not, like I said, that type of situation is not going to be for everybody. It would not be for me because I don't need that in my head that, you know, I'm not mature enough for it, I guess. I'm just... I lack the maturity to date somebody who was in relationships with the same sex. And it's not because I'm a homophobe. It has nothing to do with outside my relationship. I don't care about how they conduct themselves outside of my relationship. It's inside my relationship that it matters. Now it's also, we come up to the word addiction, addiction that could be gambling, drinking, drugs, Everybody cannot deal with somebody who has this kind of deficiencies in their lives. And this is something that someone should admit to you in the very beginning of dating, that they have some kind of addiction, that they are a member of AANA, some type of 12-step program. And that's not going to be for everybody, to be able to deal with a person who is suffering from a life, which it seems they never let go, so it's a lifelong addiction I spoke about this on my last show, Strange Talk with Doc, which you can find anywhere. Just search me on any search engine, put in Strange Talk with Doc. You can listen to it on iTunes, Google. It does not make a difference. Anchor, it's your call. But addiction is a heavy pill, and then you also have to think about Will that kind of gene float down into your potential children? So if you don't want to be involved with that type of lifestyle, you have to admit it up front. There's no need to get deep into a relationship and find out that this is, you know, you want to keep starting over. That's the one thing about relationships. People seem to always keep starting over because they don't want to just put their feet deep into the dirt, plant themselves like cement. And withstand all the blows that might come your direction. You know, you have some people who only get into relationships because they're lonely. They set themselves up for failure. Nobody else is going to be able to fill that void that is inside you but you. One thing I always say, it's all right to be alone. Alone. But being lonely is a state of mind that has nothing to do with being alone. Alone. Because you can be in a room full of 300 people and feel like you're the loneliest person in the room. So this is something that you have to conquer before you really get involved in a relationship with someone else. And I should have said this earlier and I'm going to say this now. Love will not save a relationship. Love is not a strong enough emotion to save a broken relationship. Because you can still love somebody and not want to be with them. They're not mutually exclusive That you have to be with somebody you love. You can love them from a distance. Okay. Peer pressure. And family peer pressure. And that's when these people are trying to tell you what you should. And you should not do in your relationship. I am a private person, and I thank God that my wife is. Matter of fact, I think that's part of the keys to our success is that we're both very private. We don't speak about anything to do with our relationship because, one, it's nobody's business, okay? I've been talking now for about 15, 20 minutes, and I haven't told you if I was happy or unhappy because it's none of your fucking business, and I'm going to leave it that way. But I don't believe in any kind of outside pressure coming into your home, causing any types of problem, And that's your friends asking, girl, when are going to have a baby. Dude, when are you going to get up pregnant? What is business of yours? That is that couple's business. And if they choose to allow you inside and into their personal bedroom, that's on them. And they're setting themselves up for failure. When they pick up the phone every time that you have a debate, and you have a problem, and you call your girlfriend, girl, listen to what he did. You know what? That's not their business. There really is not anybody's business, but between those two adults. Okay, now we know abuse, abuse of any kind, cannot be stood for physically, emotionally, or verbal abuse. That means cut that person off. That's this a no-brainer. We don't even really have to go into that very long. Then you have the big mouth social media type. This is the type of person that posts every single thing about their relationship online. There are things that you can do amongst yourselves that there really is nobody else's business. It's not to be really known. I think that we we suffer as a society from, look at me, see what I'm doing. And they need, everybody needs validation, need validation. How, aren't you still having a good time if nobody knows you're still having a good time? You know, you're having a good time. Do You need everybody to know that you're having a good time or you're having a miserable time, that things are going bad. And I will never understand that as long as I live. It's, It's just not me. I think there are a couple of things that make a healthy relationship healthy, and that is talking, that is listening, that is empathy for each other. I don't believe that you have, that there is anything perfect. My relationship is not perfect. I'm not claiming that it's perfect, and if you take that from what I'm saying, then you are listening wrong. I Don't blame me for what you're hearing. I know what I'm saying. It's on you. It's not words that are floating out of my mouth. I don't claim perfection and anything that I do. I wish that I was a perfect golfer. I wish that I was the world's greatest drummer, but I'm not. So that means I'm not the greatest husband either, but I'm a good husband. I'm a decent man. And that's that. Now, something that people also need to discuss before they really get deep into a relationship is children. Children are huge. You might, one of the people in the relationship, you can love a woman. This is another non-mutually exclusive thing. You can love a woman to death. And a woman can love a man to death. And they can say, you know what, I don't want to have children with you. I have no desire. There are millions of people on this planet who have no desire to ever be parents. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that two people who don't want to be parents are the ones that need to hook up. Not a person who wants to be a parent with a person who doesn't want to be a parent because you're going to have issues. And that mm. that might be a long running issue. Who we got here? Net?
1: Yeah, that boy.
0: Hey Net, I'm talking relationship questions, man, and I'm up to children right now. And I was just talking about how two people who should want to be successful in a relationship together they have to come to some kind of accord on children if they want children or if they don't want children i don't think that a person who wants a child can be successfully in a relationship with a person who does not want a child especially uh, since won't, children,
1: won't
0: yeah a children is not they're not a uh like a um disposable thing that three months later like uh your membership on Netflix, you get rid of. No, this is ongoing, and so I don't, um, I don't think that 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 works. Me, I never really wanted children so much that I've never dated women with children. I never even slept with a woman with a child because it has no interest to in, me. I don't want to be involved with the children. It's that's just me. Because the last thing I ever wanted a woman to tell me was, you know, we starting to get deep into relationship, and she'd be like, you know, I'm gonna go get my hair done. Do you mind watching Joe, Joe for me? Like, you fucking crazy. Uh, last thing I ever want to do is watch Joe. You know, you never, and it wouldn't be fair to the child because I would never take the child anywhere. I never would do anything with the child. I would be like a stranger to the child. Could you imagine? I raised somebody in my own home for 20 years, and they're stranger to me. That's not right. I'm not that mean. I'm not that evil. But I I couldn't that I also know who I am. And that's something that I couldn't do. Now we come up to this one, Nat. It's called goals. I think couples have to have goals. They have to have joint goals or separate goals that are for the betterment of the couple. I don't give a damn if it's money. She wants to go out and get two more degrees. He wants to save $500,000 and retire at a certain age. I mean, you know, that was one of the things that made my wife very appealing to me is that we both wanted to stop working young so that we could grow old and, and just enjoy life. Enjoy, yep. You know? Okay, and this is, and and once again, people, I'm no expert, but here's another one. One of the biggest things that happen, I think every couple, every successful couple in the world does, is called argue. I don't I think if you and your man or your woman and you never argue, somebody's scared of the other one. And I don't think you're gonna make it. Somebody's a punk. So you must You must argue because you're two people with two different viewpoints. But arguments don't have to go across a line. I think you still have to hold your tongue a bit. I have never called my wife things that I shouldn't call my wife. Just because it was at the tip of my tongue, I didn't let it come out.
1: Yeah, I think those are the times when um, people let arguments fester in their head. And then when it happens, everything just comes out.
0: See, you know, I'm a holder. You just you just described me. I'm a holder. I'm one of those, my wife tells me that all the time. She said, you know what you do to me? You're shut down. You won't say anything. You act innocent. And I say, you should. I, I had to look in the mirror on that one. I was like, you know, I've been doing that since I was three years old. So, Because I hate arguing. I really do. I, I One thing I will say, I have never took an argument with this woman to the next day. I've been fortunate enough that one way or another, we settle it today. It does not come back up the same thing in the morning that we had at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But see, that works for us because we're both, she's hot-tempered. So she's going to get off her chest where she's going to get off. And then we. I tell her, let's move on. That's always my goal. Move on, move on. you would be like, shit, sometimes it ain't easy to move on. But I think that if you don't <laughs> argue... Net. Here's the here's the huge arguments and fights that are hard to get over. Somebody fucked up the money. Somebody cheated. Or parenting issues. See, those I can understand going a little longer. But if you're just arguing because you're being a pain in the ass. And see, that's 95% of my arguments. I'm a pain in the ass. Because it's never about money. It's never about kids. And it's never about me cheating. So those are those are the major ones, you know. But then you gotta you gotta deal with insecurities. If people have insecurities. See, I did, one of the reasons that I did this not only because it was my relationship did I want to talk about relationship? I mean, my anniversary. I wanted to talk about relationships. Is I have one person. And I'm going to post this clip, so I'm going to try to get this in in a minute. I had this one person that's on my Instagram who bitches, moans, and groans daily about unsuccessful relationships. Obviously, this person keeps being in. But I'm wondering if this person ever listens to any advice about people being in successful relationships. And stop pointing fingers. Stop fucking pointing fingers unless you're going to point the finger at the person in the mirror. Because yeah, the blended, I say you're, the,
1: you're the common, you're the common denominator in that in situation. Every,
0: in every, relationship that you're in, male, female, sexual, non-sexual, the one person you're right—that's the common denominator—is always going to be you. And see, yeah, that's okay. a person. I, I got
1: friends that pick the same type of person over and over again. I'm like, well, that's your fault.
0: Yeah. You know what, some it, it, some of this insecurity, you know what, I, I, I'm here to tell you now, no good men, there's no good women, whoever's telling you that is a liar and they hate you, okay? When somebody tells you there's no good men out there, they are a liar and they hate you. Anybody tell you there's no good women out there, they are a liar and they hate you. They don't want you to find a good man, they don't want you to find a good woman. They want you to be miserable. Because there are millions and who are you picking? Are you looking for bad? Yeah, and that's I why you get bad? Yeah. You know? Okay, here's one. Differences. We all got our differences. If if I was a hundred percent like my wife, it'd be boring. We don't always like this. I mean, we don't like the same foods. We don't even like the same fucking music for the most part. I got shit my wife asks me all the time. Could you take that off the, uh, like, our soundtrack in the car? Because I don't like that music. (laughs) You know? My wife don't want to sit around and watch five hours of wrestling. I like wrestling. And you know what? That's my thing. My wife likes doing this shit that these women are into. She likes her little crafts and diaries. I don't own one. But that's her world. I let her differences be. That's what keeps us good. She's different than I am. I don't think we have to be the same. Because I don't know about you, Ned. I don't find it cute me and my wife ever wearing the same kind of outfit.
1: Nah, you I'm know?
0: Good. yeah. <laughs> I'm Yeah. I, I was too old for that when I was 10.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, I, I've never been that cat. Matter of fact, if my might buy something one color, like yesterday, I got lucky enough to get three pair of my Jordans. Remember, I told you about a week or so ago, I had to call my credit card company. Yeah. Okay, well, my credit card company must have got up Jimmy Jam's Jimmy Jazz's ass because all of a sudden they sent me my shit. <laughs> all, I mean, out of the blue, I get I get them yesterday. i like, I mean, I'm ecstatic to get them. But I was like, damn, I had to go through my credit card company to make sure that I got him, you know, and then here's another thing with, with, uh, couples, there's a thing called talking and then there's a thing called listening. Women are big on if you listen to them. I don't know about you, Ned, but I seem to have every woman I've ever had in my life has this thing. They have great memories. So. When you talk, you better mean what you say, because they will bring that shit back up on you. So I find myself not really lying to my wife ever, because it doesn't make sense. The woman's got a memory like a fucking elephant. So why, why put my, you know, why put myself in a position to lie when she just going to catch me in it? So I say, you know what? I'd rather tell the fucking truth. It, it, and. And listen to them. I think that women need to be listened to more than men. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a guy and I don't, you know, I'm just not, I'm sensitive in some ways and I'm not sensitive in that way. I'm not demanding that a woman listens. A woman gets sensitive if she don't think you heard her, you know? Yeah. I don't even know what that's about, but it's like, oh, you're taking me for granted. You're ignoring me, you know? Yeah.
1: I think my problem comes in when she always wants to talk at the wrong time. Like I can be not doing anything for twenty hours in a day. As soon as I start doing something, that's when they want to talk.
0: Listen, <laughs> Nick, I'm gonna tell you something, man, with nothing but love and respect. Get over it. Yeah. This is guys out there agree with me, please. If this is happening, a woman was born at the peak point of a movie or TV show to speak. That's when she, she was born for that. So don't get mad. Never get mad. Just You gotta blow that shit off, grab the remote control, and just rewind. And she'll never get it. She'll never get it. It's because that's what they do. Little girl, some little girl today, three or four years old, she's gonna climb on her father's lap, ignore them all day. And right when the movie's about to reveal itself that's when she's going to jump in his lap and say daddy but that's what (laughs) they like i said that's what they were born to do now this is a different one for different people respect and i will say a real quick story when i first started dating my well i wouldn't say first started dating my wife about a year into date my wife my wife went to vegas right but i didn't go we wasn't in that type of going away relationship yet, but she let me come over her house and gave me keys to her place, so I kind of stayed at her house like while the week she was gone, and I never went into any of her shit, never touched anything, never went into her papers, never looked in her drawers, never touched. I'm I to my mother, nothing. And see, I can respect a person like that. See, now I have this buddy, the same dude again. He bitches and moans. Would a woman let you look at her phone? You know what? I think that if you respect that woman enough, you don't need to see what the fuck is on her phone. I leave, matter of fact, my phone is sitting where my wife is right now and I don't have no code on it. If she wanted to go through my phone, she could, but you know what? I know she won't. And if she did I'm not the type that you're really going to find anything on. I kind of, what I did net was I beat the other guy that I was before I was married into the hole. I ran him into the hole. He didn't have no more energy. So by the time I got to, to a point where I wanted to get married and settle down, I had lived four lives. I didn't need to go backwards anymore. You know? But I don't think I don't think that's a that big a deal, man. Uh, respect and trust. I, I don't want to go through my wife's shit. I don't I don't want to be with anybody. I gotta look behind it. You know like, what is she up to?
1: You know yeah. what are you
0: doing? You know like we have. She has her banking. I have my banking. And then we have the house banking. I don't even bother looking at the house banking. If I ask her what's in there, she tells me. And that's not. Because one thing I know is we ain't never missed a payment of a bill. And I'm talking 24 fucking years. Not one payment of one bill. And so since I never had to worry about my house money, the rest of that shit I ain't even thinking about, man. You know? Now, that's basically, I'm done with relationships. And I done went through about 28 different words that help build the recipe of relationships, everything from addiction to sex, to fear, failure to the in-laws. But if you've been listening, you heard it. Now, here's something that really bothers me. Now, I need your opinion on this. How do you feel about people who have social media, a big social media footprint, but none of it comes from them? everything that they post social media wise is somebody else's thoughts somebody else's memes oh, somebody
1: oh, else yeah, i mean nothing
0: not comes day. from them
1: yeah that's not a life you want to live because uh, you're kind of being phony uh, you it's like you don't have your own thoughts
0: thank you i i appreciate that you agree with me because i'm i'm thinking that when you die and i don't wish death on anybody but we all gonna eventually die that's a part of your legacy. And when your children or grandchildren look back, they're going to say, damn, grandpa, grandma never thought shit. They disagreed with other people's thoughts. Yeah, that's crazy. I
1: also feel like
0: you're easily swayed. Yeah, whatever sounds slick today is good for you. Yeah, I, I believe that social media, even if you are a big time memer, uh, like posting of memes, you can add an original twist, and these people don't even do that. They don't even bother adding an original twist. You could take something and say how it makes you feel. Just because they're the seed, don't mean that they got to be the tree. Yep. They could be the seed, and you could be the fruit. You know. Now I was uh this week I was into this thing. Virginia gun laws, right? And this is for people out there who lives in certain states and they don't have carry permits in other states. Virginia gun law has this thing called reciprocity. Reciprocity allows you to use your license from Virginia, even as a non-resident of the state of Virginia, and it gives you the chance to carry in like 40 other states, other states that maybe your state license wouldn't go to. Especially for people in Florida, which is I found weird. Do you know like gun laws in Florida, they only allowed to really carry in Florida? You would think they could carry everywhere, but they can't. So I sent away for uh, my package for Virginia, and it takes about 30 days for it to come back, and you don't even have to go to a range to get this thing. I mean, I guess this is like the Trumpian people who want to get everybody armed, but I want to take advantage of it. Fuck that. Now, I, I, I don't know what you've been watching or listening to. Anything good? Anything new?
1: Uh, this week, I only watched two movies, Lovebirds and um, The Wrong Missy, which is uh, Adam Sandler. He's not in it, but I guess it's his Happy Gilmore Productions. Mm, it was all right. Mm.
0: Nothing, I, uh... nothing
1: to gloat, nothing to recommend or gloat about.
0: I've been on Amazon, so I ordered some stuff from Amazon. I need a new cigar cutter. And by the way, I smoked one of those cigars, uh, Drew Estate, um, uh, Tabac. I always say that wrong. Tabac, uh, Dulce, very good cigar, nice, smooth, sweet. Hmm?
1: Was it infused?
0: Yes, Dulce. She
1: sent me more infused than anything.
0: Yeah, those those are pretty good. I, I got no complaints about that. But I found out that my cutter it was it was jamming. So I had to order a new cutter from Amazon. So Amazon says, Okay, you're eligible for Amazon Prime. I said, Okay, I'll take advantage of it. Do you know that I uh disabled my Amazon Prime like in twenty five minutes because I went through all the programs? And boy, Amazon Prime got some real shitty programs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, stuff I just, stuff
1: supposedly be, is better than their older stuff.
0: Yeah, see, I'm a documentary freak, man. And I was saying, okay, let me look at some documentaries, and I was like, nah, you got to help me out here, that You're younger than me, and maybe you understand this hip hop thing more than I do. I listened to Spot Styles P. Styles Davis Ghost Your Enthusiasm CD, right? Yeah. And it made me think of something. Why are hip hop artists allowed to get away with five skits on on a fucking CD, which is basically no music? How the hell are they selling album? Well, it was 15 tracks, but five of them were one minute skit here, another one minute skit there. One of the skits had, uh, it was called Corona Kiss by Jada. He called Jada on the phone, and Jada kicked some good shit, but it was a minute long. And it was definitely via phone. Because he was talking about the coronavirus.
1: They try I to go back the, to the 90s when all the albums had all the skits on it.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Eminem doesn't have a lot of skits that don't at least feature rap.
1: Yeah, if he, have a, if he has those skits, it's normally with Steve Bergman and Paul Rosenberg talking about his album. But it'd be like 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Rock and roll r&b those other artists they're not allowed even pop artists aren't allowed to get away with all these one minute skits and call it you know artistic work i i i just don't even remember when hip-hop started this was like something that raggae artists used to do on their uh uh his famous song um
1: this is how we do it yeah three minute skit after before that song starts even when it comes on like on my playlist i have to have to set it to start at that point of the song because i got tired of the skit
0: yeah I, I just don't understand how these guys have you know what uh he wasn't the only one uh i just listened to e40 not too long ago he had it this uh conway the machine half his fucking album was a skit
1: yeah, i don't think like, drain was big on skits I don't know if yeah. it was huge in the West West Coast, but I see like Joanne Sloop skits always tied into the album.
0: Okay, I mean I don't have I don't I don't even have I don't even mind them. Like I said, if you listen this this Corona Kiss, it made such sense that you say, "Damn, I wish he would have been able to do a whole song off of this." And but can you pick
1: up? The,
0: Either do I. Like, this one on Style P's new album, I I guess he's going to catch hell on this one. The name of it is Jew's Bar.
1: No, he won't catch hell. Not not big enough. No one cares if you're not a large artist.
0: Even if you say the word Jew?
1: Yeah, they don't care. Remember, everyone says the word faggot. No one cared until Eminem said it.
0: Oh, okay. So he does this one-minute skit, and it's a guy calling in, who he has obviously sounding like super Jewy, like stereotypical Jewy. And the dude is like telling him what, you know, I'm dating this girl. And I uh, her name is, uh, I forget, some fucking cartoon character. And she's got double, triple Ds. And I mean, it, it was like, I was like, what the fuck am I up at three o'clock in the morning? And listen, previewing this for <laughs> So my boy said something this week. And I'm looking at this. LeBron James said that the Redeemed team would have gave the Dream team a run for their money. What do you yeah, think? The
1: Redeemed team would have got blown out.
0: That Thank dream you. Team
1: just, that Dream team was stacked from beginning to down to the college guy. What was his name? Oh, Christian yeah. Laettner.
0: Yeah, Christian Laettner. And he didn't even get any minutes. Yeah, and Christian Laettner was a two-time uh, – Chan- college champion. Went who would have
1: to... got it uh, between Hakeem Olajuwon, oh, not Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Charles Barkley, Jordan, Magic, Bird, Pippen. Who's going All these guys. Because the defense, no. you can't put James Harden on Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, and you want to know something? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow this theory out of the water right now. Dream Team, 12 out of the 13 guys, Hall of Famous. Some of them all-time greats. This is the Redeemed Team. I just want to name a couple of guys on the redeem Team. You had a 35-year-old Jason Kid, right? You had Tayshaun Prince, decent player, but what the, who the hell cares when he retired? Michael Reed was on that team. Who the hell cares he, when he retired? Carlos Boozer was on that team. Now you gonna tell me Carlos Boozer, Tayshaun Prince, Michael Reed? Most people forgot all about Michael Reed's career. Devon Williams, who was hot for a minute, could compete with the dream team? You're insane. Somebody need to drug test LeBron today.
1: The team before the, that team was the team that lost, and they had a better they had better players.
0: Okay, you got a couple of Hall of Famers on the Redeemed Team, I guess Carmelo, uh, Kobe. I you know what? I'm up in the I'm on the fence with Dwight Howard if he's a Hall of Famer or not.
1: Yeah, but that means Howard would have had to guard, um,
0: David Robinson or Patrick. David Jung.
1: Robinson. Yep.
0: And let's not forget Patrick was on that team too. And okay, you got Jason Kidd. He's a Hall of Famer, and Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer. But you're talking about a team with four or five Hall of Famers versus a team with 12 All Time Greats. I just don't see it. Dude. Everybody,
1: some of those guys are even not on the Redeem Team is not as physical defensive wise as the Dream Team would have been.
0: Yeah, think think about this: Jason Kidd's old ass at the time, and uh, Chris Paul. How they gonna guard Magic Johnson? <laughs> How are they gonna call it Magic Johnson? Yep. It would have been well, fun to see Kobe and, and Michael go at it, but that's about it. Yep. You know? So we lost, and I've been, I've avoided this since uh, February, talking about any celebrity deaths during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, because I don't want to put celebrities in a higher standing than you or me, a regular Joe Blow. But Shad Gaspar dying this week uh, was I think a totally different story and I think that he deserves a little bit of love man uh, he kind of laid down his life for his loved one and that's the greatest gift that you can give a person.
1: He was really loved in that wrestling community, and I'm like, oh, he he didn't last that long in the wrestling community. So, for to see like all the love and stuff is was like, oh, that was that was cool to see that he was such a good guy.
0: Yeah, you know what, a good person, people remember you from your deeds, and that's why remember we was talking earlier, and you said the common denominator in every relationship is you. If you're the good and other people see it, you know, people will 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 remember you how you treat them. You know, there's a lot of people in my life that go, you know what? Doc's a real asshole. Because you know what I did at that particular time? Treat them like an asshole. Like I was an asshole. But I take blame for it. People get old, they get lonely, and they say, hey, man, I ain't got no friends. I wonder why I ain't got no friends. How did you treat people? Did you treat them like you didn't want friends? Because See, that's how I did. And that's why I'm in the position I'm in. But I wanted this. It's my comfort zone. So there's no finger pointing with me, you know? Now, I'm going to tell you now, man, I, this motherfucker, man, he got me. He got me really fucked up. Joe Biden mouth. Is ridiculous.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He's ridiculous. Now, I don't want people to twist me. Joe is still the only option here. The other option is a lunatic, racist, homophobic, sexist animal. Racist. Joe's just stupid right now. Yeah.
1: Well, I think Joe's always done this. Like he always has these. It's like he can't control his mouth he just says things that's out of this world they have to come back always revisit them
0: yeah for clarity
1: or apology
0: and he's got the right one simone sanders is ass-kicking lady and um she seems to be he knew one thing that trump doesn't know you if you're not a good person you hire good people who are qualified simone sanders is qualified to stand in front of the general public and make a conscious communication that makes sense yeah. instead of like Trump's people make nonsensical statements all the should also
1: time. not these certain politicians like I felt like Obama was good at setting up setting saying a joke not everyone could get a joke across and people could understand if you mean meant it as a joke if people understand what the hell you were talking about yeah. Hillary had that problem when she said the hot sauce line. Uh, now, Biden, on the same platform, Biden said basically the same thing. It's like like, uh, well, no, he called out, like, people not black. But it's literally on the same platform that Hillary got sort of in trouble for. So I'm like, what is, you guys don't think?
0: Yeah, somebody needs to sit Joe Biden down and say, listen, not a fucking another popcorn story. Not another, uh, not another razor blade black man story. Don't mention the word black. Just say American. Talk about general. Matter of fact, you got a lunatic you could talk about enough where you don't have to mention a black guy ever again. To November, spend all your energy attacking the bullshit that this man has done. How he's treated this virus. How he's treated uh, the American public because. Ned, this is fucking ridiculous that it's going on three months or yeah, a little longer. And one one stimulus payment? One yeah,
1: This country is the only country that did that.
0: One and he he's to the point one where for, and
1: they had a guy, I don't know if it was Steven Nuchen or somebody else that said, Oh, the twelve hundred dollars should last for eight weeks. What?
0: So you live in a cardboard box and eat ramen noodles?
1: ladies
0: yeah. $1, You know what? I don't know about it. And not you.
1: everyone got it. I didn't even know that they um if you was married to someone that's not a citizen, you didn't get the check. Even if you paid taxes. Hmm. Which I was like, Oh, that's crazy. Even if your your spouse paid taxes, they're just not a citizen. You you were disqualified from getting the um the stimulus package.
0: Let me ask you a question. I know you're gonna tell me no, but your cable bill still comes, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Your phone bill still comes, right?
1: Yeah. Even though they had uh-huh. some companies some that was working with people with COVID, but I, all my bills are the same.
0: Yeah, mine's too. I wanna to know how the fuck twelve hundred. You know what? Depends on where you live. If you live in New York City. Twelve hundred dollars does not go far. If you live in LA, it does not go far. It just even, doesn't. That's, that's,
1: that's less than rent in, in those big places.
0: Yeah, and what are you living? At you can't even. I bet you twelve hundred dollars gets you like a one room kitchenette.
1: I don't even know if that's gonna get you one room in in, in New York City.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then so.
1: I know people paying that for a bedroom that they uh, they have
0: roommates. okay then so you know what this is more insane talk from insane people who have no clue what you couldn't ask them what a loaf of bread or container of milk costs. they would have no clue see we we don't think about people like that I used to listen to how I
1: had a debate with someone online well I don't even know why I keep getting into this but I just see things (laughs) online I, I feel like I must comment on You enjoy it. That's fine. In a quick
0: way, you enjoy it.
1: I just just don't understand people because it was a black guy. I'm assuming he was Muslim. And he was like, well, Biden not getting my vote. I'm just not going to vote. So I was like, you know. I said, I don't give a fuck who you vote for, one or the other. That's the first thing. The second thing, I don't care about Biden. I don't really like Biden either. But I was like, dude, one, he's our only choice. And two, you're going to give Trump another Supreme Court seat? Hmm. Because Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that would mean she would have to stay around for another four years. And, and it's like at the point now where it's like unrealistic.
0: Yeah, poor Ruth. Because so
1: you're going to take that and flip another seat. And Trump, you know Trump is going to put in somebody that's insane. So I was like, why even give them that? Oh, this fool said... But well, what has the Supreme Court done for us? I was like, okay, I'm out of this conversation.
0: Yeah, you know what? You can argue up to a point, and then after a point, people can't figure out who's the fool. That's that was the proper time to bail. Yeah. But
1: I'm like, people. I don't know if it's a black thing, but all right, let's say if there's a Supreme Court case, right? But it, it doesn't pertain just to black people, but to everyone. I was like, y'all forget that we are people that have to live with other people and some laws or decisions that they have made has affected us.
0: There is no law of the land in some way, shape or form that does not affect us. There have been special laws made to definitely affect us, but all the other ones affect us. Shit, you think search and seizure doesn't affect you? You think that Roe versus Wade doesn't affect you? Brown versus the Board of Education doesn't affect you? That's insane talk by lunatics.
1: That's what I told them. I can't, I can't put these people because y'all so far gone that you would rather not pass the vote because you say it's doing nothing for black people. And it's, my thing is when people say that is, and I'm, this is being 100% real. When when the Jewish people get together, they all go for the same cause. White people might be interested in the same thing. We all can't come together. Can't agree on shit.
0: Well, you know what? They did a number on us, man, where you're 100% right. It's a sad, sick fact. I am not going to dispute a word that came out of your mouth. We are separated by religion. We're separated by color. We're separated by nationality. Within the same people.
1: Yep.
0: Trust me, Ned, I grew up. If you were light skinned, and I happen to be light skinned, and I grew up, say, in the 70s, do you know that you fought all the time because you were considered like you thought you were pretty or.
1: Which yeah, you you was better than.
0: Yeah, so I had to fight dark-skinned dudes, my whole youth. I've had entirely too many fights in my life. Thank God almighty that I'm good with my fucking hands and I can admit that I'm good with my hands and always have been good with my hands because I was fighting over the stupidest shit. You know what? You high yellow motherfucker, you think you're better than me? I was like, I didn't even say anything. No, uh, I can I can feel how you're thinking. I was like, that's your insecurity. It got shit to do with me. Oh, or you know, all the girls thought you were cute because you know, there's a lot of ugly light skinned motherfuckers. Let's be honest. I Every mean, just because you're light skinned don't mean that you're good looking. That's yep. just a prejudiced person talking. You know. But you know what? I wish we could come together. I wish. I wish. If we could take reverend and minister out of the mix and just be people, we'd be yeah. closer.
1: But, but- I think about it too, who, when, when there's a politician, right, you have all these other leaders from different groups, who are they talking to in the black community? It's always like a big church that has a, a, a big congregation. There's not like a, a prominent person that I could think of that, everyone sort of agree with or or maybe like 60% agree with. It's like we don't have that here and not in this country.
0: Yeah, but you know what? It kind of upsets me, I have to admit. I like the fact of a black leader. Our leadership should be the same fucking leadership that everybody has. We shouldn't have a special black leader. Because yeah, I agree with that. That I'm just saying that, that you can't to talk attack. to everybody,
1: so I'm like, who do you talk to?
0: You see, and then they, they they vote in these people, like, okay, this thing with Joe Biden has kind of proven, and it, this sickens me too, it sickens me that the young black America has kind of voted the God into a position of authority in young black people's lives. So he represents that. Didn't,
1: yeah, cause uh, I think me, they rep, they go by based on what numbers
0: do you pull? Exactly. That's, every,
1: that's what's wrong with this country. Everything is based
0: on numbers. And you could be
1: Joe Blow, but if you have fifty million people listening to you, they're gonna put you on this pedestal.
0: Right now, think about this: white people don't go for their knowledge and go knock down Joe Rogan's door, even though he's the most successful at what he does. Yeah, but I feel like they do
1: knock down what's that guy that just got the medal.
0: uh, Rush? Rush Limbaugh?
1: Rush Limbaugh, yeah. Because
0: of his platform. Because he claims to be involved in that world. See, Joe Rogan is still just talking shit. And see, people have to realize that at the end of the day, Charlemagne still talk shit. Okay, he has his serious moments, but don't think that everybody is sitting on pins and needles waiting for with bated breath for every word that flows out of uh charlemagne's mouth yep. because that's just not the way it flows but he, he convinced enough anyway. he convinced enough people after that interview that maybe they shouldn't even go to the fucking polls and that's sickening to me
1: that's what he said enough, it I started that, like because he started getting my nerves because he kept saying when Biden one about um oh, we have to question him about the ninety four crack bill, crack laws and and prison reform. And I'm like, you basically telling people not to vote.
0: Yeah, it was it was sickening. Matter of fact, my wife is she goes to this place called uh, Lipstick Alley, right? And she said that a shitload of them was like, after listening to that interview with Charlemagne, I'm not even gonna bother on November third like so and this is a fucked up thing to say but joe biden is the lesser of the two evils because we at least know that joe will have a proper cabinet he will have a proper staff this man's staff is it's amazing that we have not went to a major level of war with a country in three years
1: look how many chiefs of staff and and other cabinet people he's went through in the span of four years. That shows you something right there.
0: I'm sure Imagine going on the
1: job and (laughs) within four years, your entire team changes constantly. You're like, what type of fucking place is this?
0: Yeah. The only people that stay is that wacky-ass son-in-law and his daughter. And that's about it. And Pence, because, you know, Pence might be the worst example of religion... That there is. He yeah, is less example than a televangelist. Because a televangelist I like we need
1: to take that out of politics, too, because not everyone is religious. And I don't want your laws forced upon me.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know what? In this administration, it flies because we had a thing that goes back hundreds of years. It's called separation of church and state. We no longer have separation. First of all, you see this bullshit Trump did this week. He made churches essential uh, businesses, basically, but it's supposed to be up to the governors. It's up to
1: the so, states. New York is only yeah. allowing, which doesn't work. Ten people. The church up the block from me holds about two hundred and fifty people. Like ten people, I don't think they're gonna open.
0: Yeah, Abstention Baptist Church probably holds hundreds. Yeah. Now, so you get you get this guy. Now he says because he's pandering to the religious right, so he goes their essential business, then why the fuck wasn't they essential business two months ago? We didn't need to pray two months ago? You only need to... It's amazing. Y'all said liquor stores could be essential, but churches couldn't, so what What changed? We're getting closer to November is what changed.
1: Yeah, and I also think they need to look into things, too, because you know when Georgia opened up their, their, um, their state, they was putting out false numbers on the spike in the coronavirus, they was flipping the date. So if the number on May sixth was let's say two hundred people, they would move that number to April sixth and flip May sixth for April sixth. Oh, they didn't they didn't realize that that mistake, but they did it they did it three times.
0: Hmm. Maybe you can help me. What the hell is going on? How did you buy your mask?
1: Uh, Did you get it involved masks, oh. No, we ordered some masks through Etsy, which, because um, at that one point, there was the only website that had masks. So we had to order like we had to pay individually for a mask.
0: Uh, were they any good? Uh, they're
1: pretty. They're pretty good. Um, you could, only thing is like depending on like I have a mask that's made of a different material that it's hard for me to breathe in. Hmm. But I like it because
0: they can also be washed. Yeah, I I'm going to a place uh Wednesday and they said that they have masks like they have the disposables yeah. plus they have uh like you know the design. I have one that's reusable and washable and I use that. But I've I been looking to on
1: Amazon now with the the ones that has the filters on the side.
0: You know what I mean, some people like said those are garbage though. But... Oh okay. but they said that you shouldn't have that. Okay. Unless you have, like, it's not just the holes, because think mm-hmm. about it, that's a pathway to you. You need to have, like, that that filter pack behind that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a filter behind the hole.
0: Oh, okay. If but, it comes... Cause it,
1: my, my friend, one. From, he, he was he the one who sell me, he was like, oh, no, Amazon had them, but he used it for biking. But um, I was thinking, because my job was like, oh, when we come back to work, some departments may have to first start off wearing masks and i'm like well i can't sit at my desk and wear a mask for seven hours that just won't be possible i'll be passed out at the damn desk <laughs> but luckily it's <laughs> yeah, not a- my role is um it's voluntary for, for us
0: oh good for y'all a lot of people you know they said that a lot of jobs have said uh financially it's going to be- benefit them to not have office staff. I mean, think about it. You don't pay as much. Um, yep. They don't pay as much insurance for you actually be in the building. Yeah, and the gonna, retail space they save on, because I know
1: places that can't mm-hmm. even pay back haven't been able to pay their
0: rent. So there's some places that we, we could stay in business, but we prefer to have our staff. You know, we bring people in skeletonly as we need them. What's yeah. going to happen is storage storage places are going to start making a lot more money. Like, I wish I could have a, a doorstop place in New York to open. Nobody knew, I, nobody
1: knew that in New York City because these storage places. I, I think if you were to walk from Harlem all the way down to Wall Street, you'll probably hit a storage unit every 20 blocks.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Those uh, postal pickups, that's what I would own. Because some of the business, since they're not going to have somebody in the office, hey, man, come drop your mail off, and I'll be like a, uh, I, I rent you space in a box. And y'all, the business come and picks it up, like, say, once a week. Shit, you can make a shitload of money doing that. Ton of money doing that. Well, Ned, I don't know what you got planned for the week. You're not, you, you're definitely not back to work Tuesday, right?
1: Oh, no, we, won't, we probably won't be back until, so my job is working in phases. We probably won't be back. Phase two. New York City can't even my job falls into phase two of New York City plan. So once phase one is started, it's gonna take a while for phase two. Once phase two begins, my job says they only want between ten and twenty percent in the building. You're talking about over twelve hundred staff members. So everyone else, we would probably be on it's up to you if you want to be part of that ten or twenty percent. So I'll probably be out of work until I'm talking August, maybe September.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, you know what? I, I'm sure for you and your family, that's a big weight off your dome piece. You know, you get to take care of what you need to do. Shit, you could do that in your drawers. Yeah, still, and still get you paid. paid. I'm
1: not arguing. Some people not being paid. Some people had pay cuts. I'm good right now.
0: I, you know, I'm I'm very happy for you, man. But you know what? This is part of what you earned in life. Nobody yeah. gave you. There's a lot of people who sent you because they. They don't have any other opportunity. They didn't afford themselves the opportunity to be something else.
1: Yeah, I just told her, I just told that to my government. I'm like, uh, I don't understand how people don't work. Like, I don't understand how you could live off of four hundred dollars a month. Like, there's ways out here to make so much money, and the, you could take that whatever the government gives you and shit on it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you you know what? Hustle is a uh is like a part of DNA. I I don't think you really taught how to hustle. You got to have that shit in you. And some people have it in them or it could be developed. Say so you come from a piss poor upbringing where you don't know dinner could be a bag of bonton potato chips. You are gonna hustle, man, cuz you don't want to starve. You know, if, if I grew up in a house where fucking ramen noodles was dinner, man, I would hustle. I, I would never stop hustling. And you know, like even Styles P said in his record, he said, you know what? Hustling is also legal money, people. It really is. And we talked about that a while ago. You yeah. know, like people people don't have no pride in the fact that they legal hustle. It's I can hustle. name
1: nine apps right off the top of my head that people could use to start working most likely tomorrow, as long as they don't have a very uh, extensive criminal record. But it's so many – you you use your cell phone every single day. It's so many apps on your phone that could get you some form of money. You just have to go out and get it.
0: Well, see, I'm not even aware of that, Uh, but I would figure that uh, nowadays – like, places like Amazon, those, those Amazon factories are definitely using people to deliver because, I mean, damn, they deliver Monday through Sunday. Yeah, Monday
1: through, yeah they, and they basically have their own delivery service. Think about it. During coronavirus. People didn't want to go outside to um, shop because they were scared of the coronavirus. You know, there's something called Instacart where you are basically being paid to go to the supermarket for people.
0: Yeah, that I know. I know that. So like, uh,
1: why not take advantage of this stuff? If 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 it, you're not, I'm talking about the people that's not making any money.
0: Well, I, I I dig you there because here we have some things here that's got kind of standard. Uh, it's just standard, and I really don't like it because it takes up a lot of parking space. But like almost every major supermarket here. They will shop for you. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: So that's like standard. Sometimes you go, like, even to Walmart. You go, say, you go to Walmart at 8 o'clock in the morning. 90% of the people that's shopping in there are all employees that are bagging other people's groceries. And then what they do is they curbside it. Yep. So you never even have to come in. And they give them special parking. And what's messed up is they get all the good parking near the door.
1: Yeah, yeah. I use use Walmart curbside pickup.
0: Yeah, they get all the good. See, but that's not just Walmart. I'm saying every major grocery store down here does that. Every single one of them. So it, this is like standard. This is like pre-COVID stuff here.
1: Yeah, think so well, this
0: is, this when I was growing up, you. if
1: you didn't want to sell drugs, how did you make money? Packing bags. That was the, you go to the supermarket, you pack some bags, you come home with $100 in your pocket.
0: Yeah, I knew a lot of kids that did that. I knew, a, and you know what? Some of my knew who became managers of the same stores that they were in. <laughs> you never even had to leave to get their their job.
1: Yeah, we used to get back to the block and be clowns. Oh, you guys packing bags, but dude, I'm twelve, thirteen, with a hundred dollars in my pocket. You have been standing on the street corner all day with nothing. Yeah. Then you go ask me, can I buy you some chips?
0: Yeah, yeah. You need a you need a Arizona iced tea, and you can't afford it. <laughs> you <All> know. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it goes. Net, man, thanks for calling in. You be good. Uh, you're welcome,
1: man. Have a good one. Happy anniversary.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Stay safe. Your family stay safe.
1: You
0: too. Okay, peace. Peace. Everybody, everybody thanks for listening in. I appreciate you. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. That was Net Boy. I thank him for calling in. I appreciate you as always. And I'm going to tell you and yours, peace. Peace, peace.